I wanted a little cushion for the cushion. I'm young and vain and I want to live pretty. There is immense pressure to have a beautiful butt culturally. This is the surgery to remove the injection that I got done. A lot of these people are duped. I've seen cement injected, sand, crazy glue, fiberglass. One of the people that specialize in silicone injection removals told me that what I had done to my body was worse than cancer. The people that were doing these procedures knew it could cause death, and that is what allowed us to pursue a murder file. Do you feel like it was worth it? Absolutely not. to be a little bit thicker. I, I didn't like how skinny I was. I wore padded underwear. I wore a booty pop. Like, I was that thin. I wanted a little cushion for the cushion. So I heard about these injections from some friends of mine. I knew other people who had had them and they had no issues. They absolutely loved them. Taryn Quinteri's butt injections were supposed to be a dream come true. They ended up being her nightmare. You wanted some jiggle. Yeah. And so these are the lengths that you went to, and you're not alone. Yeah. But it's cost you a lot. Do you feel like it was worth it? Absolutely not. <laughs> One of the people that specialize in silicone injection removals told me that what I had done to my body was worse than cancer. Whether it's photo editing, angles, or shapewear, our cultural fixation with beautiful bottoms is a trend that continues to get bigger. Glamorized across pop culture, big bouncing bottoms are everywhere, from songs like Anaconda. To Megan the Stallion's body. The quintessential body goal right now is Kim Kardashian. She has an almost non-existent waist. It is almost the waist of someone, like a much younger person, with the bottom of a woman of her age. And that is the goal, to be able to pick and choose which parts of you are bigger, which parts of you remain slimmer, which parts of you are slender, which parts of you are juicier. <laughs> The stigma of getting your body enhanced has faded away with social media and with the help of celebrities that have come out and said that they too have gotten that work done. The obsession is real, whether it's the real rump you're born with or the procedures you can purchase for thousands of dollars. Last year in the U.S., there were over 61,000 buttocks augmentation surgeries, including the most popular, the Brazilian butt lift surgery, or BBL. Seeing women lined up in wheelchairs returning home from getting cheap out-of-state, even out-of-country procedures are common at certain airports. And the biggest marketing tool of all, social media. When you say BBL, to me, you sound like you're getting ready to come out of there with this big giant booty. Reality star Nene Leakes proudly posted her BBL journey on Instagram. 
It's an epidemic that's actually getting worse as social media is becoming more popular. But the reality is, for all their popularity, procedures like BBLs and injections also run the risk of severe complications and even permanent disfigurement. Love and Hip Hop's K. Michelle admitting to her injections, telling Dr. Phil, It was the worst decision of my entire life. Look, I need a hard hit, I need a deep, I need a handy drink, I need a woo. smoke. Even Wops, Cardi B, coming clean to Vlad TV about getting injections in a basement before making it big. I was desperate to have a bigger ass, and then almost every girl was going to this lady that was getting the shots in Queens, and it's like, well, give me her number and hook me up. And it's like, I did what I did. Cardi B later telling GQ about her experience, and she said it was the craziest pain ever. I felt like I was going to pass out. It leaks for like five days. And for many, the price of their ideal bottom has cost them their lives. Chasing this beauty ideal has actually become deadly. A back alley cosmetic procedure cost the life of a 20-year-old girl. A lot of these people are duped. I've seen cement injected, crazy glue, fiberglass, sand, raw silicone that they purchased at a hardware store. This is the surgery to remove the injection that I got done. It's almost like an underground epidemic. You gotta get it out now before it causes complications. We had 110 victims, unauthorized procedures, using an unauthorized product done by people that aren't certified. Para mí, es un asesinato. Me la mataron. Yeah, go ahead and hop on. Taryn is an entrepreneur tattoo artist who specializes in camouflaging scars. Mm -hmm. Initially, she was thinking of getting a BBL, but... There was nothing really available for me at the time. I, I couldn't get a BBL. I, you know, I don't, didn't have any fat to transfer. The cost of a Brazilian butt lift varies on where you go in the United States, but in New York City and California, it's at a minimum $10,000 and sometimes goes up to $30,000. We take fat via liposuction, usually from the abdomen or the flanks or the thighs. We process it, we flip the patient over, we do a little more liposuction above the butt, below the butt, and we get the fat and then we augment it by injecting it into the buttocks. Some of the reasons why some people opt to get buttock injections as opposed to go through with the BBL procedure is the cost, not being able to travel. Some people may not be able to afford it. There's also the fact that some people may not have enough fat in order to graft to their buttocks. Taryn was too skinny to get a BBL, so she did what thousands of other women do and turned to illegal butt injections. After four years of asking friends for recommendations and poking around, Taryn found a mother-daughter injecting team. Their names? Libby Adame and Alicia Galaz. I reached out, I talked to them, and she had done her own daughter, so, you know, I completely trusted her. And I was also told that it was a, a form of injection that would dissolve in a few years, and I researched the product that she said it was, and it all seemed fine. So in 2017, Taryn traveled to a swanky Las Vegas hotel for her shots. And outside the room, she joined a long line of women awaiting their turn. 
So I went ahead and, and did it and I loved it at first. Everything was amazing. And then all of a sudden I developed a rash and it was just on my butt cheeks. So I knew, I knew it was the injections and I knew something was wrong. Are you going to do some doga with me? Though Taryn says she saw multiple specialists, she says she still doesn't know what was injected into her body. Dr. Tansar Mir, a New York-based plastic surgeon who does silicone removals but hasn't seen Taryn, says that any injected foreign substance is problematic. It doesn't even matter what's injected. It's stuff that doesn't belong in your body. It's not sterile. It's not processed in large quantities. It's not allowed. Like, people's bodies react to stuff all the time. And get this. The FDA doesn't approve any foreign substance being injected into the buttocks or used for body contouring. Only your own fat. And they warn that injectable silicone can cause serious injury or even death. The problems that people tend to have are autoimmune problems. They feel tired, they get back pain, they get burning and itching in their butt. Their legs feel heavy and numb, they have difficulty walking. Sometimes it's three weeks from the time of injection, sometimes it's 30 years later. I could end up on dialysis in 10 years. The product could migrate into different parts of my body. I thought, okay, I... I have to tell my mom that like, I might not be around to take care of her when she's older. How I, I shouldn't have kids, probably, because I may die of silicone poisoning at some point. I paid you know, under $5,000 to have this done, and it's costing me my life at this point. With the possibility of being poisoned by potentially toxic material injected into her body. So yeah, it's the last time you're gonna get to see this. Full booty, be flat booty from here on. The then 32 year old decided she had no choice but to get it removed, even though she says doctors have told her they'd never be able to get out 100% of the product. After researching for three years, it came down to a doctor in America and a doctor in Colombia. I've decided I'm going to go to Colombia. One of the major reasons I made that decision is because of the cost and because they are better at leaving you still aesthetically pleasing, which I, I care about because I'm young and vain. And I want to live pretty. So uh, the doctors in America focus on really just getting as much product out of you as possible for your health. But I'm, I'm choosing my looks up over my health, I guess, again. Maybe we can get a chance to talk tomorrow. I'm also gonna have service in Colombia. So let's try to chat tomorrow and then- Living every day knowing that this product is still deep in my muscle is like living with a ticking time bomb. It's not a matter of like if it will affect me, it's when. So my flight leaves in eight hours and I wanted to show you guys some of the things I am bringing. Taryn packed up and with her then boyfriend flew 3,000 miles to Cali, Colombia. Colombia is a thriving cosmetic tourism destination and among the most popular in the world for cosmetic butt surgery. Americans represent a majority of Colombia's medical tourism. Ah, look at that. 
So once she lands, Taryn gets some last-minute prep before heading to her appointment with plastic surgeon Alexander Ramirez Folleco. All of these parts are broken. He says he's been performing silicone removal surgeries for over four years. And get this, he says he sees two to three Americans per week. In the American patients, uh, the cases are more difficult because she has more product than the Latin patients. <laughs> I'm ready. We can just go down and just wait. Hurry. <laughs> I'm not trying to deal with it. Even on the way there, Taryn's still reeling from the results of her most recent MRI. So I got some bad news. But because I'm so skinny, they went really deep. The product is like in my muscle. So there's only so much muscle he can cut out. So he really is only going to be able to get out like 30 to 40% of it. And he's going to like as much as he can individually dig out some product from the remaining muscle. And then I have some like near my anus, like which is actually, I guess, an easy part to remove. But he has to do a second surgery because it would be too much healing and the risk of infection would be too high. I was bawling my eyes out because you can't take baths or be in a sauna or a jacuzzi because the product can melt and migrate and I fucking love baths. So for the rest of my life, I probably cannot um, live, I'll never be able to live a normal life. Okay, so I'm going to Okay. Okay. What, what happened? You just slept. I didn't eat it. But Taryn is actually one of the lucky ones. Kenya Arias, a mother and interpreter for an immigration law firm, died during an illegal buttock injection procedure four years ago. But for her mother, Ophelia, she's still here, in this house, and in her dreams. Lo le digo yo en el sueño, mami, tú estás muerta. Y me dice ella en el sueño, no mami, yo estoy contigo. Estoy contigo, no estoy muerta. Sueños tan reales que parece que la tengo aquí. Kenya was just 25 years old. Difícil para mí es pues no tenerla. Me hace falta en todos los sentidos. Ella era mi apoyo, mi alegría, mis ganas de salir, de arreglarme. <laughs> so when you walk into the house right away. You see pictures of Kenya, here, here, there's more over here, and then to top it off, we have like a, a shrine we built for her to just remember her and, and like keep her alive inside the house. She was a very joyful person. She was always happy. But for as much joy as she brought her family, Kenya struggled with self-confidence. Obsesionada en 
perfeccionarse. Pero de ella perfecta. Me enojaba yo con ella cuando que ella quería hacerse un cambio en su cuerpo. Yo le decía, no, mija, estás bien así. No, mami, dice, yo necesito algo. I miss her. Everybody misses her. Kenya and Alex were together seven years. They welcomed their son Alexander after four years. By all accounts, he was beyond cherished by his mom. Todo lo que hacía ella era para su hijo. A su rey, decía ella. Mi rey. In 2017, Kenya got her first round of injections without incident. She was happy with the first results. I didn't like it. I didn't approve of it, but I guess she wanted more. So she scheduled a second round of injections, and just like Taryn had before her, allegedly made an appointment with Libya Dame and Alicia Galaz, the same mother-daughter duo. I found out 15, 30 minutes before they started. She was gonna let me know when she was done with that so I could go pick her up. She never called back, so I called her, no answer. I texted her, no answer. When he finally gets a call from Kenya's phone, it's a voice he doesn't recognize, telling him Kenya was in an ambulance heading to the hospital. She'd passed out mid-procedure. They didn't tell me her symptoms. They didn't tell me why or nothing like that. The paramedics didn't know that Kenya had just gotten injections, and they struggled to stabilize her on the way to the ER. When I got here, as soon as I walked in, I saw her going to shock, like she started having compulsions. Within minutes, Kenya's parents also arrived. Someone then came out and they gave us the news that it was um, too late. Para mí, es un asesinato. Me la mataron. It's important that we do what we can to just stop this from occurring more and more. That we have an identification on the providers who, who actually provided the procedure. And in this particular uh, stage, we're looking for cases that will be connected to Kenya Addis. My name is Robert Denlocker, and I'm a homicide detective with the Los Angeles Police Department. Detective Dinlocker had been investigating another death, Carissa Raj Paul, who also died after allegedly getting injections from Adame and Galaz. She posted one of her procedures on social media. Police say Lydia Adame and her daughter Alicia Gomez presented themselves as specialists. Both have been arrested on murder charges. The woman on the operating table was 26-year-old Carissa Rajpal, an aspiring adult. The coroner's report indicates that she died of cardiopulmonary dysfunction brought on by intramuscular, intervascular silicone injections. The silicone injections create air embolisms that created blood clots, basically. Carissa's death seemed to open up Pandora's box. It paved the way for dozens of other potential victims to be revealed. Kenya Arias died about 13 months prior to Carissa Raspal. The FDA has shown to us that the substance that was found in Carissa Raspal was consistent with the substance that was found in Kenya Aris, which was consistent with the substance found at Adamian Galaz's residence. Carissa and Kenya's case intersect because for the murder charge, we need to show that there was knowledge that their conduct could cause death. 
The LAPD has dedicated half a dozen detectives to this case, working leads to try to see if there's enough evidence to get a murder charge in Kenya Arias's case. This is the, the location where we believe that Kenya had her procedure done. At 7.05, we've got Kenya coming out of this area here. She's picked up on the video, walking towards that back wall again. That is when she makes that crucial call to Alex, advising that they're, they're here to start the procedure. We spend a lot of time going into the field in investigations like this, particularly in this one uh, where we had 110 possible victims that we had to interview personally. Plus, we had to go out and meet with our experts. As part of their research, Detective Dinlocker met with Beverly Hills plastic surgeon Timothy Katzen, who says he's seen hundreds of botched illegal butt injections. According to police, Adame and Galaz allegedly injected their clients with a silicone-based product. But Dr. Katzen says that in his experience, it's almost impossible for someone to actually get medical-grade silicone injections. This is um, silicone that I removed from a previous patient. If this was medical grade silicone, which it is not, I'd venture to say this is probably half a million dollars. And the message is don't get silicone injections. Adami and Galaz have no medical certifications that we have found in the United States. There may be at least another few hundred other potential victims out there. The police say the duo was cashing in and that they have evidence the pair could pull up to $20,000 a day over the 10 years they did illegal injections. At the time of their arrest, Adami and Glaz were living in a, in a big, beautiful home in Riverside County and drove high-end cars. They were arrested on a Thursday and they were out by the weekend. In my uh, 26 years, I've never had a murder suspect bail out that soon. Uh, without a bail reduction. The bail was substantial, it was $2 million a person. So they were able to come up with cash and equity of $4 million. Impact reached out to Libya Dame's lawyer for comment multiple times and hasn't heard back yet. Alicia Galaz's lawyer telling us that as much as Miss Alicia Galaz would love to sit down for an interview and share her side of the story, now is not the appropriate time given the pending criminal action. Ms. Galaz vigorously denies and disputes the charges against her and looks forward to her day in court. Four years after getting her illegal injections, Taryn is pulling the trigger on surgery to get the product removed. It took doctors seven hours to fix, but now she's ready to go home. Her procedure means she can't sit or lie on her back for a minimum of four weeks. nurses help with some creative maneuvering. But I'm good. They did a good job taking care of me. 
now, step by step, the left side is always it hurts, I can't lift my leg, comes recovery. Okay. If you get queasy, close your eyes right now because there is some blood in drains and tubes. These drains are going to be in me for three weeks, but could be longer. Terrence hired a home nurse to stay with her at her Airbnb for the next two weeks. I'm excited just to get it over with. I'm not thrilled to be on my elbows uh, all the time. Though Taryn opted for the removal surgery, she wasn't ready to give up the silhouette that the shots created, even if that meant leaving some of the potentially poisonous product in her body. I would rather leave some product in me, and if, even if it shortens my life, versus like having a shark bite my butt off and like living that. So, I mean, that's just me personally. I mean, you saying that you would rather have a shorter life with a nicer butt if it came to that, is really powerful. In the situation you're in now, could you ever imagine getting anything else cosmetic done? Or are you now like, okay, this is it, this is it? No, I'm still for cosmetic surgery. Really? <laughs> this has not turned you off of cosmetic surgery? Mm, no. Wow. Yeah, it's just, just gotta go the legal route. I'm still all for <laughs> cosmetic surgeries. Like, I don't, I'm vain, it is what it is. And I don't even need them, I know I'm pretty, but. I like them. <laughs> All right, so this is day three post-op. And you guys can see where he made the incision lines in my thong line. So my product has migrated to the muscles in my lower thighs, and so they could not get that out. I know my shape still looks really good, but I'm really swollen right now. So I imagine when the swelling goes down, it'll be, I'll have more like flatness going on. So this is how I have to ride to my doctor's appointments. <laughs> we went with her to a follow up with her surgeon. Does that have to come off? <laughs> like, it makes me so nervous. Everything looks very good. Okay. You have all of these parts are product. This is the product that I remove from the buttock and from the hip. And look this. This is very interesting because this is... The muscle? Yes. I remove a piece of the muscle in the superficial. And here, all the white zones is, is the product. So you can see the product, a lot of product in the fat, a lot of product in the muscle. And this is necessary to do. And also uh, there. <laughs> All right, thank you. During Taryn's visit, we ran into another American being treated by Dr. Foyeko, a Floridian who asked to go by the alias Elka. The 48-year-old says her husband encouraged her to get the cosmetic work done 15 years ago. I never thought about going to a, a professional plastic surgeon because, like many of us, I couldn't afford it. So you hear about these illegal injection parties and sessions and you hear 
that, hey, I could get a session for $200 is more economical. So that's the route I went. And for what she thought was a deal, Elka couldn't get enough, totaling seven rounds of the illegal injections. It's almost like a tattoo for us women. You get addicted to the look. If you look in the mirror, oh, I want bigger. And before you know it, you're, you're obsessed and you've gone too far. They don't tell you the bad part about it. To this day, I really don't know what was injected into me. It was definitely some illegal foreign substance that never should have been placed into my body because it's doing severe nerve and skin damage at this time. Now, she's gearing up for her third surgery with Dr. Foyeko. Every day that this is in you, there's a chance that, yeah, I may not wake up today. In hindsight, going back 15 years ago, I honestly would never get legal or illegal injections. I would just be happy with what I have. Back in Los Angeles, the police say that injecting illegal silicone is what landed Libya Dame and Alicia Galaz behind bars charged with Carissa Raj Paul's murder. Wearing ankle monitors, the mother and daughter recently appeared in court for the first time, where they were photographed by DailyMail.com. Both pled not guilty to murder and practicing medicine without certification. They are being monitored. We do have their passports. The LAPD's investigation continues into Kenya's death and whether it can be criminally connected to Adame and Galaz. We are still investigating who the active participants were, who helped it, who supported it. That is an ongoing investigation. The four-year-long investigation still weighing heavily on Kenya's parents. It's been more than a year since Taryn got her surgery in Colombia. I'm feeling amazing. I am back working out again, which is awesome. It was a six-month recovery for me where I couldn't work out at all. I'm getting better at my course, though. Like, I, I constantly have to take care of my body. I have to eat really well. I do cleanses, like liver cleanses, kidney cleanses. I, I do so many things uh, to stay healthy so that my body can fight this off as long as possible. I look amazing. My scar is incredible. Oh my gosh. He hit it perfectly in my, my panty line. So no one ever sees it. <laughs> there are the scars she can hide. And then there are those she can't. Knowing that there's still some product left in me, in my muscle is, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, because I do still fear for my life. And I, you know, I have to live every day like it's my last. If you're gonna make a drastic change to your body, also make sure it's not a trend. What we 
think is beautiful now might not be the same in five years or 10 years. If you don't really need it, don't do it. Try to just love yourself because everything has risks and sometimes it's not worth it.